0: Welcome to a fresh perspective podcast, catering to the latest in ingredient trends, consumer insights, and food news. Brought to you by Corbion. Hi, and welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything food. Today's topic is meat consumer shopping habits in 2022, and we have one of my favorite guests. She's already right here. Her name's Anna Marie Rohrink, and she's the president of 210 Analytics. She gives us a lot of great information.
1: Hi, Anna Marie. Hi there. i research geek
0: at heart. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly the right person for this podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. So, today we're going to talk about meat consumers. And this is interesting to me just on a personal level, but also I think things really seem to be changing. And so it's exciting to kind of delve into the details. When you do your analytics and you say you're an analytic kind of geek at heart, what are some major changes that you're seeing in consumer shopping habits in this year in 2022?
1: Yeah. So just uh, specifically looking at the lens of meat here for a minute, of course, we've seen inflation across every single category of the store. But one that really sticks out is the meat purchase. And that's really because we saw a lot of inflation in 2020. So the 2021 inflation was really on top of that. And now it just, just continues to accelerate. And meat already was that more expensive part of a meal, if you think about it. Yeah. So really the biggest trend right now is that idea of money-saving measures. But at the same time, we're all a little tired of cooking. So the idea of convenience <laughs> so um, really is hanging in there as well. So there is a lot of sort of contrary Um, trends happening where on the one hand, we're a little okay with paying a little more money to have a little bit of time back. But at the same time, we're spending all
0: this time on finding better prices for our meat and poultry. So it's a little bit of everything right now. Right. I know in my family, we started to eat some vegetarian meals just because health purposes. But now it's kind of it's a standard because meat is so for us anyway, it's quite expensive. And I'm feeding six people and, you know, two are teenagers. One is my husband He's a big guy and that's an expensive meal. I could go out to eat.
1: (laughs) It is. And, And one of the it's interesting you say that because we do see some people move to other sources of protein. Well, of course, egg prices right now are very high as well. So there isn't as many escapes, if you will, as there used to be. And I'm actually seeing um, an increased interest in what we call blended items. So those are items that take ground beef, ground pork, ground chicken, and blend it with other vegetables or mushrooms Because typically those are a little bit cheaper. People also feel like it might be a little bit healthier for them. So it's a great way to stretch the meat dollars. And that's another trend that we are seeing
0: out in the marketplace right now. Great ideas, right? Mushrooms kind of have that savory kind of same mouthfeel. I mean, I can see that being a great substitute or addition. Oh, absolutely. Mushrooms are uh, red hot right now. So that's, uh, that's definitely a
1: trend that makes all the sense in the world.
0: <laughs> they're my, they're like my total favorite, all mushrooms and morels are in season. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back, so, to me. <laughs> back, back to meat. wait, where are we at? So when I think about supply chain some you know I think about boats I think about the suez canal and and you know how that's affected you know supply chain everywhere along with with other things how has supply chain and inflation kind of impacted meat purchases because we raise cattle in the united states so can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so it really depends on the type of meat that you're talking about. I remember uh, right before Thanksgiving, I got a lot of calls about, will there be turkey because of the supply chain challenges? Well, we don't really import turkey, nor do we export turkey. So that's not really <laughs> a big deal there. But uh, there's other commodities like beef and what have you that are way more in fact, affected. But the other thing is really, It's not just the transportation. It is the labor in the processing Mm -hmm. plants. It is the trucks to get it from the plants to the stores. Um, It is the labor in the stores to get it out on the shelf. Now there's a lot of issues with packaging or the gas that goes in packaging or even the labels. Uh, Some of the bigger suppliers right now are struggling with labels because of some paper mills being on strike for a long time. So there is a big shortage of those. So it just really never ends. And then we mentioned the price of eggs. Well, that has everything to do with avian flu. So there's just uh, challenge upon challenge in right. an already disrupted environment.
0: So we just really can't win right now. <laughs> and who would have thought that that the paper for the labels could could be a part of that? But it makes sense when you hear it. And. and yeah you can't just sell unlabeled meat. I mean, who would know what it was or when it expired or anything like that. So Exactly,
1: and labels are completely approved by the FDA or USDA, depending on the product. And they have to be a certain way. They have to be a certain size. So, you know, you can't just slap any old label on there. So yeah, these right. are um, really big issues in the supply chain um, <gasps> that then result in lower in-stock rates. A lot of times retailers are not getting the amount of meat that they ordered so that means that you as a shopper go to the store and you run into empty shells sometimes that's chicken sometimes that's pork it really depends and so it's really hard to look at the demand right now because we know people go to the store to buy one thing and come back buying another, either based on the few promotions that are out there or based on what was available or just based on uh, figuring out how to make the end of the month
0: work with uh, the amount of grocery <laughs> money left. So, yes. and I, And I think about how many times I've gone to the store with my menu planned and come home with an entirely different menu because of what was available or what was even affordable, right? Like sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm not buying that. (laughs) We're going to do something. Well, and it's funny you say that because one of people's biggest
1: frustrations is actually meal planning. It's not even so much preparation. It is thinking about what you're going to make meal after meal, day after day. And so that is one of the reasons why we're seeing, for instance, the value added meat or the fully cooked meat do so well, even though it's more expensive if you think about it, Uh, but it's. Chicken breast, it tastes completely different than if I were to season or marinate it or it's a kebab and that just brings a whole grilling occasion to the table. So it's really still the innovation in the meat marketplace that is driving new dollars and and just really giving people a little bit of a break in the kitchen.
0: You know, one of the data points that I have here says that in 2022, 74% of people are identifying themselves as meat eaters. I don't know why that surprises me. I I mean, it seems high to me, but I wonder, you know, it it makes me question then who, who are these meat eaters? You know, demographically, are they across the board? Is it, you know, older people, younger people, people with families? Do you have some data about that?
1: Yeah, I I thought it was fascinating as well. That's a question I've been asking for many, many years. And year after year, there was a little bit of an erosion in meat eating. And if you think about it, whether you turn on the TV or the radio or or just on social media, there was a lot of pressure about eating meat, right? If you think about all the Hollywood dinners and all the recipe websites that made a big deal about plant-based eating, it's like, well, am I a bad person for liking to eat meat and poultry? (laughs) And and so there was a whole societal pressure, if you will, about being a meat eater. And so for years, we saw a little bit of an erosion in that. And this year, not only did that plateau, it actually bumped back up. And that wasn't just in the power of meat study, as you referenced, but many other industry studies as well. So I think we have entered sort of a new phase where people are starting to look again at everything is okay in moderation. It's important to eat protein. It's important to eat clean protein in terms of not being so very processed. And so I actually think that we might have turned a new leaf for meat and poultry in terms of uh, of your reputation. And, and you are right, though. I mean, we do see older shoppers have a higher engagement with me. They they absolutely believe it belongs in a healthy, balanced diet. That belief isn't so high among uh, Gen Z But we also see that once people become parents, that's the big uh, change. Then all of a sudden they go from very extreme diets, if you will, to really more of that everything is okay in moderation. So if you think about the enormous millennial generation, which now for the most part is starting to have children or already has children, I think a lot of the change in sentiment is coming from that as
0: well. It makes total sense, and I'm laughing because I'm totally part of that older generation. Well, not so me, much me, but my husband. Like, if we were having one of our vegetarian meals, he's like, shall we add a little sausage?" <laughs> like, you just dumb, right? you can't can't even fathom, you know, not like not adding sausage to your pasta sauce, or you know, or whatever. So it, that made me giggle a little bit. <laughs> Let's hope he's not listening to our podcast. <laughs> Corbion, the word impossible doesn't stop us. It gets us going. As a leading global ingredient supplier, we create sustainable food solutions based on renewable resources and natural processes. We are obsessed with solving impossible challenges for our customers. Let's partner together to find solutions unique to you and preserve what matters most. Corbion, keep creating. Okay, so we only have a few minutes left and I do want to talk about the different ways people can purchase. It used to be, of course, that you just go to the grocery store and you pick up your food and you bring it home and you cook it and eat it, but things are changing, right? They
1: are changing, though I have to say uh, we all love talking about buying online and online has been a big growth area, but we also have to keep in mind that when something starts out small, the growth percentages tend to be really high. So meat has grown 52% online over the last year. However, it's still only about 2% of total purchases if you think about the direct-to-home. Now, if you start to include all the click and collect at the local grocery store, then you go up to about 10%. Wow. So it's exciting. It's a growth area, but we have to keep in mind that 90% of meat dollars still are bought in the store. And that really means that Figuring out how to engage, how to get people to the meat department, that continues to be really important. Um, And I think we're going to see some changes there, too. There's a lot of stores who are thinking about, do we still need to have that full service department? Uh, is it really about maybe just a better selection of self-serve? So I think that whole idea of where people are going to buy, how
0: they're going to buy, we're going to see a lot more changes coming there. That's going to be exciting to see the difference. And and I, I'm kind of an early adopter, so I I was on Instacart like five minutes after COVID. Became a thing, and and I still use them, but I'm really enjoying the pickup part of Instacart now. It used to be I had them delivered, but yeah. now we're we're trying pickup because it saves us some money. But we still get the same stuff. And at Aldi, which is where we typically shop, I have a big family, like I've said, you have to bag your own stuff. It takes like another half hour. Well, someone else does it for you. You're no saving brainer. all this time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And
1: then it's uh, you're absolutely right. It is about saving time. And uh, that's actually what we see a lot of retailers uh, start to use to say, hey, order online and you can save so many hours a
0: week or a month. And, you know, it's yes. just
1: great convenience.
0: It makes me feel a little bit guilty because Instacart does that for me. it's like you save 40 hours of shopping. And I think <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> lot of time that someone else the is shopping is, for me. <laughs> how many
1: of those 40 hours you spend shopping more which you know we might we
0: might enjoy that concept. <laughs> totally true. Um mm-hmm. any last minute thoughts about meat you know for our, for the people that might be listening to this and um, Absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, uh, I always hope that a lot of people uh,
1: join me on LinkedIn because we're always putting out these podcasts, lots of other information. There is monthly information on new meat uh, numbers, etc. cetera. So please do that. But also, uh, as I mentioned before, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of change happening in meat. It's not quite as demonized as it was for a few years. A lot of people bring it back into their meals. And this is a big opportunity. Last but not least, one, one stat I came across yesterday was what actually AARP. Um, oh. They put out that a whole new study about when you age 50 plus was... Uh, they're finding you need more protein. And I actually, for the first time in a long time, saw AARP putting a big deal on eating meat protein. They had meatballs and shrimp and uh, a cheeseburger right in their articles. <laughs> so don't just think about the millennials. It is really
0: about every generation and all the opportunities with it. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I just love talking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, See you here. <laughs> That's all we have for today. Till next time, preserve what matters. Thank you for listening to a fresh perspective podcast brought to you by Corbion. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on thebakerstake.com and thecorbioncut.com. Until next time, preserve what matters.